program. And we've had a lot of fun things that have happened and a little bit of adventure here and there and uh, have, I think, made a reasonably good program. One other thing, Stephen, that I hadn't even mentioned this to you is that not right at the beginning, but somewhere along in tonight's program, we're going to talk about another decision that we made. Uh, and it had it was an offshoot from the trivia, and that is we decided that every year, and we've done this since like 1990 or 1991, the last program was the one on Friday, if Friday was the last program, it sometimes might be Thursday, before Christmas, we would do a Saturday morning program because we were both fans of what we called Saturday morning programming. And Stephen was such a fan of it that when his older brother came home late on Friday night from maybe uh, a distant drive or a date or something and went to bed late, he would still get him up at 7 o'clock on Sunday, Saturday morning to watch Bugs Bunny and the Roadrunner. And so we've spent a lot of time doing that. But Stephen will get to talk a lot about the Saturday morning program because that's, I think, one of his specialties and so on. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight here on the program. We are technologically uh, limited here. It would be nice if we could take some calls, and I will be taking some calls on on Thursday night about some things. But uh, tonight it's going to be a discussion between yours truly, Tom Kearney, host of the Tom Kearney Show, and my my sidekick, uh, Stephen Kearney, who is... uh, been the purveyor of a lot of trivia and information over the years, and so that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, having said that, Stephen, I think maybe what we might do here is to take a break, and when we come back, uh, talk about uh, sort of how you felt when you started doing uh, TV trivia, and, and did you have to learn very much, you know, that kind of thing, and and uh, some people have Mike fried. I, I never have suspected you kind of like me. I, I've never had any trouble I, talking to a microphone. I've sometimes, when I was uh, uh, when I was a teacher, I had to do the assembly, uh, you know, of the, all the students uh, and give a program for the whole school when I taught at Hargrave Military Academy. And sometimes large groups have kind of frightened me a little bit. But uh, just teaching a class or being on the microphone has never bothered me, and we'll find out if you were bothered by, uh, I don't think you were, I've never detected it, but you may be able to tell me something, I don't know. But we are celebrating the number of years, which is somewhere between 30 and 32 years, that Stephen Kearney has been our trivia host, first with the TV trivia, and then with movie trivia, and then with potpourri trivia on WPTF Radio, and we'll be back to, to roll in that full strength in just a couple of minutes. I'm Kearney on a Tuesday night, July the 13th in the year 2021. And Stephen Kearney, who is our one of our oldest guests, I really, I think he may be the oldest. If he's not, he's pretty close to it. One of the things that I, that we'll talk about on Thursday night is who is the oldest guest. But Dr. Walden has been on virtually every month since the beginning, and uh, there are some others who've been on almost that often, and we want to recognize some of those people. But uh, I want to talk to uh, Stephen uh, tonight. Uh, Stephen, I can't decide whether to do this chronologically and, and sort of find out how. Well, let's let's do do a little bit chronologically and start with when you started doing the program, Was did you have to do more research than you do now? Or talk about that a little bit, how you sort of got into the role. Well, you know, this all kind of began because you and I used to uh, talk about this kind of thing over 
the uh, the dinner table, either uh, just a normal dinner or when we were visiting each other or Thanksgiving. And uh, when you asked me to do it, I, you know, to sure, I thought it would be a good way to for you and I to spend some time together, and it would be fun. It's always been fun. But one of the things that I learned that I needed to do, Tom, was to, to do at least a little bit of research to, to stay current and to familiarize myself with things that I didn't know because it's not and was never meant to be just about what I knew. It was meant to be trivia that you, and, and you had to, to learn that. And, you know, just because you may like it doesn't mean somebody else does, and there may be things out there that I needed to know about. So for the first time, I was able to research something that I really liked that I didn't have to write a paper on and be graded on. Uh, but it wasn't just something that came naturally. I did put some work into it. Each time we did a show, I would sit down and, and I would write out the trivia questions. I wouldn't get them from uh, today when you go to play trivia at restaurants, Tom. Um, the trivia I want you to tell often than not has had somebody provide them for them, like a service. Right. I want you to talk about that, too, if, if, if you don't mind, and that is uh, you play trivia, pub trivia, I know at least a couple of nights a week. I'm not sure exactly how much. But when did you start doing that? Have you always done that or, or, or what? And we should say to those who don't know that you live in Charlotte, and uh, but you play pub well, trivia there. I, I do live in Charlotte, Tom, and I've been doing it since the uh, probably about 2008 or nine. And um, I would go to a particular place to have dinner on a Thursday night, which was a... Uh, and I would do it as a way of sort of celebrating that I'd made it to another week. And uh, when I would go there, often I would arrive in time enough for the, the Thursday night trivia at this place. And uh, a fellow that uh, sat close to me, he and I sort of leaned in and helped each other out with some questions and answers. And we teamed up together, and uh, we were playing against a team across the room, and I became very, very close friends with one of the young ladies in that group, uh, and she's a very, very close friend of mine now. And, and the gentleman I played with is a good friend, and they made up the nucleus of two different teams that I played with from, I'd say, 20, 2009 to, to the present. Uh, I currently play twice a week, and uh, due to COVID time, we, we play our particular brand uh, by Zoom, which means we're doing it remotely uh, by through the Internet, through electronic means. So you do both of them, and you're still doing both of them by Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, and then uh, I could actually the some of it has opened up a little bit, Tom, and I could go to the place where the trivia master is having his Monday night trivia, but I, I generally don't like to do that. And uh, my bar years are a long time ago, Tom, and I just like to. I don't go there to to drink. I go there to get a good meal, and and I enjoy playing trivia. So I'm doing it by Zoom two nights a week, and uh, I will. I'm happy to report to you that we won the, the last two uh, contests, Tom, last Thursday and then last night as well. We well I'm going to assume last night. I'm going to assume because I know you mentioned the research and everything, and I have always uh, defended trivia to people who said, "Why do you waste time on that?" Is a kind of an education. It's kind of a. It's almost like a Jeopardy education where you you, you do things backwards. But you end up learning a lot, and if you if you have to do the research, you know, on say uh, trivia on the French Revolution, I've discovered that after doing it two or three times, I've learned 
a lot more than I knew at the beginning. Each time I did it, I would add, add to my stock of knowledge. And I would imagine what you have done for presentation uh, challenging our audience on the radio. And you and I, and one of the things that, that was good, uh, I'm going to pay you a compliment, was that you realized that uh, our object in doing trivia was not to really stump anybody, because uh, that could always be done, but rather to ask a question that not everybody would know the answer to, but that somebody would know the answer to, and that hope that those people would call in. And, and for those who did not choose to call in, it would find it entertaining while the chase went on, so to speak. There's two things I want to say to that. Uh, first of all, uh, you and I, as you know, and, and anybody who knows us, which knows us well, that's Tom and Stephen, uh, or Tom and Steve, they know that we are a lot alike in, in many ways. And one of the ways that we are alike that I've always taken the pleasure of, uh, both individually myself and with you, is the idea that I like to learn things. And it's not just so that I can go out and trump somebody else or or I need to know it for a job or what have you. I just like to learn for learning's sake. And the research behind the trivia that I did early on and that I continue to do through these now often on 30 years for various reasons, it's just an idea, a way that I am learning things and enjoying the art of learning. And, you know, Tom, the most important thing about your program all along, uh, and what I think its, its intention was, and you can correct me, of course, is that you were there each night to educate, edify, and entertain, uh, but it's always been about the listener. And the idea is that if you've got a call-in show, which is what trivia was based on, the, the idea is not to stop them, but to engage the listener in some sort of conversation that is beneficial to both, both of us, uh, both we the presenter, they the listener. Uh, on nights when you're not doing trivia, you're presenting them with information you've always tried, at least, and I'm giving you a compliment now, you've always tried to present information to the citizens of North Carolina primarily about things that would be of interest in moving into Tar Heel State. And so uh, I learned fairly, fairly quickly, and I, I like to think I sort of knew this anyway, that it really is about who's listening out there. And as you told me, Tom, it's not just the people who call in. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are listening who don't call in, and we're speaking to them as well. It's entertaining that, that rather larger group uh, that uh, uh, is, is listening. And, of course, we enjoy, I, I do, and I think you do, we are alike in that way in listening to the to people who call in and, and, and engaging in conversation, you end up learning a little bit of stuff there. Uh, I, I'm go, I don't want to discuss this now, Stephen, what I'm about to say, but uh, uh, Stephen paid me a really nice compliment a couple of years ago, and I've never thanked him publicly for it, but he, he nominated me. He, he All he could do was nominate me, but some other people had to attest to the nomination, and I realized I had some some friends who did, uh, so that I ended up, and I'm not bragging or anything, this was just a nice thing to do, by being a recipient of the, help me, Stephen, the Order of the Longleaf Pine, is that, is that the right thing? And the, the, uh, a number of really good friends, some of whom have been guests on the program, uh, uh, testified to that, so that's a, uh, I had a person in my house about a month ago who came to give me an estimate on on painting and the certificate it is hanging was hanging in the wall where where we were sitting and so I felt really good about it I I never said anything I, I think that you 
what you do in life is you go and you you do your job, and if you do your job, uh, uh, you don't go out looking for awards or anything like that or, or whatever. But if you do your job, uh, what what is supposed to come your way? And the best thing that's come your way, Stephen, and my way is that people have listened and uh, have chosen to to say that they enjoyed the trivia game as much as anything that they listen to on radio. Uh, of course, we like to believe that that is true. I presume that it is, in fact, true. And so, uh, but I wanted to thank you publicly on the radio since I had never, never done it. And, and in fact, have, did not even announce that. And nobody announces those things. I, I suspect that WPTF radio uh, management doesn't even know that. But that's okay, too. Uh, but I I'm, I'm, was extremely pleased because I like to think of myself as a professional North Carolinian and like for people to, uh, to know about the Tar Heel State particularly those who are new, who have arrived and uh, did, did, not, uh, uh, not, did not know the history of the state. And that's why we've had people from the Museum of History. Monday night, uh, Ernie uh, Dollar, who is the director of the City of Raleigh Museum, was there. And what we talked about was some places you could go in Raleigh to sort of find out about what Raleigh was all about. Stephen, I have stolen the microphone away from you and, and gone off no, to you. No, you really. I... I... A little aside to you along those same lines, I have had somebody ask me uh, who was the name, or we had a discussion about who was the namesake of the town Polkton, and I thought it was somebody else. I actually thought it was former President James Polk, but it turned out to be the first Secretary of Agriculture for the state of North Carolina. You probably know who I'm talking about. And, well, um, I'm not sure I do, but we'll leave that hanging in the air. Because we're right to the point now where we need to pause and get the news on the half hour, and then we'll come back and maybe talk about that in some Saturday programming. 9.33, almost 9.34 on WPTF Radio, AM 680, and FM 98.5. Set the appropriate buttons on your car radio so you can get them on the AM band or the FM band. Tom Kearney here. Usually we do a little promoing here, and I will tell you, that as I mentioned a little earlier, that tomorrow night we're going to talk about the weather with Nick Petro uh, of the National Weather Service, who is our regular correspondent at the National Weather Service. Thursday night we're going to do some some uh, nostalgia. It's our nostalgia night, and that's the night in which we're going to rehearse some information about uh, how long this program has been on, and who our favorite guest, not favorite, no, 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 not that. We can't choose our favorite child, but a little bit about some of the guests who have been long-running and, and and some of the listeners who have been long-running and so on. So that will be on Thursday night. And on Friday night, we'll wind up with our final Friday night trivia program. But tonight, the guy who spent more nights on the Friday night trivia program than, than anybody else except yours truly, my brother Stephen, is uh, our guest, and we're talking about how he got involved in doing the trivia on the program. And uh, we are to the point, and Stephen, if you're finished to the point that you were making about Polkton and so on, we can uh, we can switch to a, another subject. And uh, I thought we would uh, talk about uh, the Saturday morning programming. Is that is that okay to do? Sure. sure. Uh, I just would invite the listener to research and find out where who the namesake of Polkton was, and I'll leave it at that. Um, the Saturday morning show, Tom, really had begun with sort of our way of, uh, and only our way, Tom, of celebrating 
uh, the Christmas holiday, the coming of the Christmas holiday, uh, everybody else was doing standard Christmas uh, programming, and uh, you suggested that uh, as a sort of special trivia uh, show that we do Saturday morning programming, and further, that that would be the only time that we would do it. And uh, I thought that was a great idea. And uh, I, of course, uh, have been watching Saturday morning programming like everybody, Tom. Uh, you know, since I was very, very young, what you told earlier is correct. I would, you know, you had to get up and watch uh, Saturday morning TV with me because you were my big brother. And if you were not home to watch TV with me, why were you home? Uh, <laughs> you know, and so I was being very self-centered and selfish about that. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, but, you know, you get a big bowl of cereal, you fill a little meal, and you get some orange juice or now coffee, and you sit down at 7 a.m. and you start watching uh, Saturday morning programming. And, Tom, uh, through my research on this, because I, I'm not just going to talk about what I know, I was able to find out about shows like uh, Sky King as well as Lancelot Link. Sky King is uh, not, uh, not a cartoon. It's live action Saturday live action. morning programming. The guy who was played Sky King, and I cannot remember his name now, one of the first years that I was at WPTF, and this would be like in the 1980s, he was on a tour and he came around. I think his plane was called the Songbird, and it was still in syndication then, and it would appear on on, on uh, you know, Saturday morning programming. And you touched on the thing that I thought was particularly important about Saturday morning programming is that it was universal. Uh, you know, we all... Uh, grow up and some of us end up watching documentaries or soap operas or whatever, but when we were children, almost all of us watched the cartoons, Saturday morning programming, Johnny Quest, uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, Popeye the Sailor Man. In fact, on, on, on most Saturday mornings now, I watch uh, what is the equivalent of the uh, of the B, B movie house movie that I used to watch when I was a kid in Goldsboro. I would go to the Carolina Theater and watch a cowboy movie, and sometimes they had crime movies, and there's a series now on, dedicated to uh, a detective called The Falcon. The Falcon is what I think they say, but but right before you watch it, you get to see Popeye the Sailor Man. And in well, those Tom, days... Um, at the, local, um, the local retro channel here in Charlotte, uh, they started every every Saturday morning, but certainly, I mean, every weekday morning, but certainly on Saturdays, Saturday morning cartoons. And they play it the way uh, we all remember it because that's sort of the point, okay? Yeah, exactly. That's the point. It, it, and, it's, and it's a universal thing. Everybody watched it, and then we grew up and went our separate ways. And, but the, our, our joint memories would all be about Popeye and, and Bugs Bunny and like the the Saturday, the time we were doing the Saturday morning programming, and I brought up the case of uh, the the Bugs Bunny cartoon where Bugs was uh, was being disturbed by a guy rehearsing at the Hollywood Bowl, and he 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 dresses up uh, like a conductor and he walks out on into the orchestra, and I was astounded that night at how many of our listeners knew exactly what to say. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, you know, we're watching it, I'm watching it, and I'm saying that was a great Bugs Bunny episode or a great Bugs Bunny cartoon. I'm wondering who else in the world thought that was great. Well, what we discovered is a great many people, to the degree that when you say Leopold to them these days, they know exactly what you're talking about. 
Leopold was the name of a, the best-known conductor of the NBC orchestra, Leopold Stokowski. And, but he, uh, he Bugs is dressed up as Leopold. And, well, if you haven't seen the cartoon, you can probably find it on YouTube somewhere. And it's well mm-hmm. worth watching. One of the things, Tom, that, that we play to and that, and that worked for us and that continues to work is the idea that uh, the generation that came along after the war, we all had shared uh, experiences, the common experiences like you're talking about. And these things became uh, not only things that everybody enjoyed, they became uh, commercially popular. In other words, people made money off of them. Um, you know, in Christmas programming that we would talk about, Tom, we would talk about peanut specials. And everybody knew the 1965 peanut special. They knew Boris Karloff was the voice of the Grinch. And, and Tom, everybody knew uh, that um, Watch Opera Doc and um, uh, the Bunny of Seville, they would know what that was. Well, you, you know what the Bunny of Seville is. And of course, Leading us to that was The Lone Ranger, and I watched, uh, there's a movie called Brassed Off. If you've never seen it, I advise you, uh, I recommend it to you. It's about uh, British coal mines and the, the, the bands that the people who worked in the coal mines were in, uh, brass bands, and one of the pieces they play in a, in this movie is the, the William Tell Overture, which that there's something for you to look up. You can probably find it on your YouTube also. We need to um, decide what... Can I, do a seg- can I do a segue for you? Go for a segue. Segue, as part of our Saturday morning programming, we got a chance to ask questions about Lancelot Lake. Secret Champ. Ta- Pardon? Secret Champ. Secret Champ, yeah. <laughs> and there was a time, Tom, when we were on Saturdays for two hours. And uh, one Saturday, the discussion about Lancelot Lake led to a discussion about chimps, a particular chimp, and led to one of our, our most famous and most enjoyable times, at least for me, when we had an opportunity to speak to a very, very wonderful wo- a woman that we that I had grown up with, and I think you did too. I don't know if it was famous, Stephen. Let's, let's withdraw that word, but it certainly is my favorite experience that I had in, in radio, and that is it, we, we were on from 12 to 2, and about 1.30 I said, well, during the break I said to Stephen, we're doing fairly well, and when we came back from the break, uh, the first call was from a woman named June Lockhart, who's a uh, when she when she answered the phone, she said, "Hello, Tom. I'm June Lockhart." And I said, "Lassie's mother." And Stephen, you said something about what was it? Uh, the other program Lost was on. Lost in space. And she's an extremely attractive lady, and 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 is uh, had been active in movies and uh, a long time. If you ever watched the movie, uh, uh, what is the movie, uh, Miracle on 35th Street? What is it? What I don't it probably they had the wrong street, but the one with little Natalie Wood in it, Stephen. Uh, Miracle on 30th, 34th Street, and her dad is the judge. Her dear Lockhart's father is the judge. Her family had been in the movies and in the, in the entertainment business for a long time, but anyway, she was in Raleigh. And she said, Tom, I, she she knew the answer of secret, uh, Lancelot League secret champ. She said, I, you know, I worked with that champ, and he was a nasty champ. But we had a really nice conversation, and I've called a lot of celebrities, but that's the main celebrity who ever called me, and I just felt really good about that. And, and the tape and I is, enjoyed so much hearing her talk about her time and, 
And, you know, she's just very special. I mean, I grew up watching her on television, and she was the lady that replaced Theo Bernadette, I think something like that, Tom, as the proprietress, if you will, of Petticoat Junction. And, um, you know, if you're a TV person, you know who Gene Lockhart is, and that was very special. Well, yeah. anyway, Tom, as a result of the cartoon stuff, we got to talking about local cartoon uh, okay, now, uh, okay, you got to stop now because I know where you're going, uh, and you, you you go have a. I know where you're going now. You got to stop. You go have a broken segue because the next thing we need to talk about will be after we take a break. Is that all right with you? All right. I presume you're going to talk about going to see uh, what was his name? Well, I'm going to see Winnie the Hobo. Winnie the Hobo. Okay, we, we can talk about Winnie the Hobo. Every station had a version of that program in Raleigh. It was Uncle Paul. It was the program for the kiddies. But we'll we'll uh, we'll come back on WPTF right after this. He's actually past being a guest, but he's sort of a special guest tonight. My brother Stephen and we we're talking about his role in the Tom Kearney show over the years, where he has been our trivia master. We have one other Stephen Kearney story to tell, and then he wants to talk about movies for just a second. Does that sound right, Stephen? Yes, Tom. Yes. Um, well, Tom you got to go ahead. Go ahead, and you tell this story. Well, this, this story, first of all, begins. We, we had you and I had a great mother, and, and she, I, I wanted for nothing. Anything that I wanted, I got. And one of the things I got, Tom, was a, a trip to uh, the uh, Whitney Hobo show. And Whitney Hobo was uh, Channel Seven in Washington's version of, of Bozo the Clown. Uncle Paul, and uh, it was pouring down rain, and she carried me there for my birthday, which is sort of the point. You went there on your birthday, and Wendy the hobo, who was a man dressed up like a hobo, would sort of treat you to birthday celebrations and what have you. Well, because it was very stormy, when I got there, um, there was only three people there, one of the guys that went with me, and one other person. So we got a lot of, uh, of up, up close uh, attention from Wendy the hobo. But Tom, uh, you, we had a telephone call at one point, and the person who called uh, was the man who played Whitney the Hobo. And I've well, well, no, no, let me tell this part of it, Stephen. You tell you this part of it. This guy had called up. Uh, he was one of our regular listeners, and he called up and he said, uh, Stephen, what was your favorite Saturday morning program? Because that's what we were talking about, whether it was Bugs Bunny or Sky King or Captain Kangaroo or whatever. You know, and, and you said... Whitney the Hobo, and what I knew, because I knew who it was, that you did not know, is that you were talking to the man who played Whitney the Hobo. <laughs> he later worked for Channel 5. I'm not going to say his name, because I, I'm always wary of saying people's names who without their permission, but he he was a well-known local television presenter, and uh, uh, anyway, he was a, was a listener to our program, and we always appreciated that. I haven't talked to him in a number of years. I secretly hope he's listening tonight, but he's probably not. But in any event, I, I can imagine that you were saying really nice things about the, what he had, how he had done things that day, just as you have tonight. And uh, but I imagine that you probably blushed a little bit when I told you that you were actually talking to the guy that you were talking about. But that's yeah, one I of think the, I probably did. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things, along with the June Lockhart story that has happened to us. Now, you ended up, you started out doing TV trivia, and you did that until George uh, passed away, George Brody. And we're not doing, I'll, I get to talk about him a little bit on Thursday night, but George uh, 
was a friend of mine who uh, I met when we were in, in high school, and he knew a lot about movies. He was an Air Force brat, and he knew a lot about a lot of other things, too. He was a really intelligent guy. He, he always said he got kicked out of Duke twice, but he finally graduated from a fine place called Allegheny College up near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But he was one of my oldest and dearest friends, and he did movie trivia. He knew lots about I miss him because if I have a movie question, I still have to go look it up now. I used to just ask him. But when he died, I asked Stephen to step in and be the movie person. And does that leave you with enough time to say what you want to say, Stephen? Yeah, Tom, simply that uh, it was different, and uh, I, I was different. By virtue of being a different person to Mr. Brody, he did certainly did the the topic. Uh, uh, did a good job with the topic, an excellent job. And but you know, I, I had to I put to do my own stamp on it, and I had to do re- more research because whereas I'm kind of a child of television, I know that I was not as much of a child of movies, even though I watched a lot of movies, and you know that I did. And uh, that was very rewarding and entertaining for me because. I do like to do research, I do like to learn, and I learned a lot about movies. And through that time, we were exposed uh, at various times to uh, various lists from the American Film Institute, which often gave rise to the questions that we might ask. Uh, we became familiar with the, you know, the top five movies were Citizen Kane and Casablanca, Godfather, Gone with the Wind, and Lawrence in Arabia. But we also became familiar with the quote you know, the most famous quote of a movie, Tom, is from Gone with the Wind. It is, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But there are a lot of other ones. You know, uh, Dorothy talks to Toto. I have a feeling I'm not in Kansas anymore. These were the things we learned, I learned, that made it rewarding and, and happy to do the, the, the movies, Tom. And uh, that led to uh, discussions about the movies as business. And then we, of course, encountered the, the COVID pandemic. And with that, we had to talk about its effect on the brick-and-mortar uh, movie business, which we've done here off and on over the last year. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed doing the movies. It was different than television. It was a new era, uh, area for me, but uh, it was quite fun. And if I can just sort of close about this, I know that we're running right up. Go ahead. You're okay. You're okay. Uh, right up to the end of the hour, Tom, but... Um, the reason I did this at the beginning is, is that if I thought it might be fun. I'm not a scared, not scared of the microphone, never have been. Uh, sort of what I do, which I won't go into, lends itself to that. And it's just I've never been a person that's been very scared of public speaking or anything like that, as long as I know my topic. And this was the point is that I was able to learn my topic. But uh, Tom, movies presented a different kind of challenge. Uh, I had to, you know, know the 26 movies that made up the James Bond saga. I had to know horror movies. I had to know Psycho. I had to know cold movies, you remember, Tom, because we did several shows on cold movies, and they required quite a lot of research. You know, what I might consider to be cold movie maybe maybe wasn't. But, Tom, in the end, and we can talk about whatever you might want to talk about further, I want to say that it's been rewarding and fun to be a part of this show, and I want to thank you for allowing me the experience. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to do it, and you were helping me with it when I used to do the music show on Sunday night for three and a half years, you used to come and gather the records for me, and it was our way of bonding because 
I left home when you were about two years after you were born, and we needed some bonding time. But we're not going to have any more bonding time right now. We're going to have it off the air because we run out of time for tonight, Stephen. Thank you very much. I'm going to call you after we get off the air here, and, and we can talk for a moment. But Stephen Kearney has been our guest tonight, and we've been commemorating, celebrating his 32 years as our trivia expert for TV and movie on WPTF's Tom Kearney Show.